0: Hello, bold goal crushers. I am super excited to have my guest on today. And we are going to talk about how to transition from a nine to five job into creating a digital course online business with my guest, Amy Porterfield. If you don't know Amy, Amy is an online marketing expert and the host of the top ranked podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. And before launching a multi-million dollar digital course business, Amy worked with mega brands like Harley Davidson and peak performance coach Tony Robbins. Robbins, where she oversaw the content team and collaborated on groundbreaking online marketing campaigns. Through her best-selling courses and popular podcasts, Amy's action by action approach proves that even the newest online entrepreneurs can bypass the overwhelm and instead generate exciting momentum as they build a business they love. Amy, I'm so excited to have you today on the podcast.
1: Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks. And before we jump in, I know my listeners know, but my story is a little unique. You see, I had this consulting business on the side and I was doing workshops for many of my clients Whose businesses they wanted to leave, and I was trying to teach them how to do that. And then COVID happened, and I was in the process of creating an online course to help more people. And of course, my position was eliminated, and I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. But what I didn't know is my life card, you were sitting right there. And you helped me not only create my digital course, but I've had over 250 students in my course.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, since 2020.
0: So I want to thank you for that. Uh, You really provided the roadmap. And now I'm excited to provide that roadmap for others and the people that are listening to know that it is possible. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad to hear that.
0: Yeah. So many of our listeners do dream of leaving their nine to five or their jobby jobs, as I like to call them, <laughs> that, are, that are usually more like 24-7 jobs. Yeah. And so tell me, what sparked your journey to build your own empire?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love this topic of leaving behind a nine to five job if it's no longer serving you. So for... Me, I so like as you said I work for Tony Robbins and that was the last corporate job I had. I was there almost 7 years where I was the director of content development, which meant I got to work on the content that Tony did on stage at events like Unleash the Power Within and Date with Destiny. And it was incredible. I got to travel the world and do really cool things. But there was this one meeting that Tony had in San Diego, which is where the headquarters was. And I was called in to take notes, which is very humbling. And Tony was meeting with internet marketers who had digital courses, and he was getting into that space more and just wanted to hear a little bit about their businesses. So he went around and asked him, Okay, tell me about your business. And I probably took the worst notes of my life that day because (laughs) I was mesmerized. They were talking about things like, lifestyle freedom and creativity freedom and financial freedom they were their mm. own boss they were calling the shots and they got to create things mm. that change lives whether it be um in their personal space or business space or whatever and i thought i don't know what these guys are doing and funny <laughs> enough there were no women at the table i didn't know what they were doing but i wanted a piece of it so from that moment i thought I think I need to explore this. And over the next year, as I stayed in my nine to five job, I started to think, what would it look like if I was my own boss? Because I never, Mm -hmm. ever thought of being an entrepreneur. I never thought that was for me. I like safety. I like security. I like a regular paycheck with the benefits. So it wasn't in my radar, but then I realized, wait a second, I am craving freedom. Mm -hmm. I knew in that moment I wanted to work when I wanted to work, where I wanted to work, how i wanted to work and i had to figure it out so fast forward a year a year from that point and i eventually went out on my own and i remember i was leaving the san diego office pulling out my little car and the Beatles came on the radio here comes the sun and i thought this is a sign like this is it but it was not here comes the sun all the way through like it was very difficult to take that leap and my first two years were a huge challenge so That's what kind of got me out there. And I did social media for small businesses for about two years and then realized, I just built a business I hate. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. like to do one-on-one service work. It wasn't right for my personality. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna figure out this digital course thing because I wanna teach and I wanna serve to many and I want more freedom in my life. And I knew courses would do that, which got me to where I am today.
0: So I love that story. And I love the song. I love that song as you're it's pulling so good, right? away. So good. <laughs> so how did you like get the courage? Like, what did you do? Did you just, did you tell everybody? Did you secretly talk about it?
1: I I, I love that you're asking this because I, I feel very strongly about how to leave a nine to five job. Funny enough, this interview is not about my book, but I have a book coming out next year called two weeks notice how to leave your nine to five job and start an online business. So this is my favorite topic. Mm -hmm. So uh, how I did it was I only told a few people. And that was very Mm -hmm. important because if I had told everyone started talking about it at work or started talking about it with my friends and family, most people would think, holy cow, why are you doing that? You've got this great job. You get to work with Tony, you get to travel the world. Don't do not leave that behind but I knew that I wanted something different. So I told my best girlfriend and my husband-to-be who I wasn't even married to yet, that this is what I wanted to do. I knew they would cheer, cheer me on and be my biggest supporters, What I, who I didn't tell is some family members who'd be very scared for me to do this. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need that negativity. I was listening to Sarah Blakely of Spanx recently, and she too didn't tell everybody about her idea with Spanx because she said, if somebody told me that's a crazy idea, that will never work. Do you know how many people in the industry are already doing something like that? She said, I likely would never have done it. And I think that's important to remember that. You've got to keep it close to your heart and only share it with the people that truly are going to support you.
0: I love this. I call those the dream killers. It's like as soon
1: as you they are real.
0: As soon as you say, and it really comes from their own fear or their own beliefs. And they don't intentionally mean to do it. They they usually are doing it from a place of love of they don't want you to make a mistake. But many times it happens around New Year's, where you set your New Year's resolutions or goals and then you put it out in the world and then The dream killers come in.
1: Oh, yeah. They're just, they're no fun. So they don't get to know your dream right now. I think it's really important. I also took baby steps to leave my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I did is after that fateful meeting, I eventually moved over to the marketing department because we were starting to launch digital courses more. And I wanted, I always knew that's where I wanted to go. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to learn more about that. And so I got a yes and I got to move over to the marketing department. And then eventually, because I'd worked for the company for a long time, I asked if I could work from home a few days a week. And surprisingly, they said yes. And I eventually went to part-time. So I was very lucky. I got a lot Mm -hmm. of yeses. The business was transitioning at the time. So it was a perfect storm for me to ask for those types of requests. But I took baby steps. I'm not the type that just like one day I wake up, think I need to be my own boss and quit my job. I'm a planner. So it was Mm -hmm. a small, I mean, it was a slow transition for me.
0: Yeah. So you had some benchmarks. Were there any financial benchmarks or things that you wanted to meet before you left other than like the baby steps that you took to learn some of the cool things?
1: Yes. I had grandiose ideas that I would have a big nest egg. I did not. So for the record, I did not have a lot of money saved. Um, and if I had waited to have a lot of money saved, I might've never gotten the nerve to leave. Mm -hmm. However, I did have a goal to have two clients, two clients that I was doing their social media before I actually left. And I did have two clients. Um, they weren't paying me a ton and I definitely wasn't making as, as much money when I left as I was in corporate, but at least they were allowing me to pay the bills. And then I eventually got some new clients quickly, but that, that was one of my big benchmarks to have a few clients under my belt.
0: I love it, and so you drove off. Here comes the sun; is playing. Uh You're ready to go. Tell me about day one. Like, how did you feel? What happened on the first day?
1: I woke up the next morning and thought, "What did I do? Wait, what? What is happening here?" I am a worrier by nature, so mind, my minding my mindset is everything. I have to be very careful. It's a scary place. So I, I woke up freaked out, like, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Is this the right decision?" But there was always this desire like i i was very clear of my why my why was very selfish and i tell my students that's okay again Mm -hmm. i wanted more freedom i wanted to work when i wanted to work where i wanted to work Mm -hmm. how i wanted to work i wanted that so bad that even though i was freaked out on day one and for probably the first two years (laughs) when it got really tough or i got scared i i actually got into debt my first year i didn't make all the great decisions that i should have But even when it was really hard, I kept remembering, I know what I want. Mm -hmm. I know that I want that freedom so bad. So on the days that my worry knocked me down, my why would pick me back up and it was literally all I had for a while. But yeah, I was nervous (laughs) and uncomfortable for many, many, uh, I was gonna say days, months, over a year. It was a little rough.
0: Yeah. And what surprised you the most?
1: Me the most. You know, my willingness to put myself out there. I've never felt really comfortable on video. I've battled my weight all my life. Uh, I'm vi- I was very insecure about what will people think. So I was nervous that the people would talk about me behind my back. My peers would say something. I told my husband, What's Tony gonna think when he sees me teaching marketing and videos online?" And he was like, "Babe, I love you so much." But Tony's not thinking about you, like he's not worried <laughs> about what you're doing. I'm like, okay, that's humbling, but true, so thank you. So what surprised me the most though is all the worry, all being fearful and scared and not having enough clients in the beginning. I didn't go back, like there was never, yeah. ever an option in my head. I will figure this out no matter what. That drive, I didn't know I had it in me, but it was there every day and it was such a beautiful surprise.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think one of the things that I love about your why that you talk about is that it really was a, a search for freedom. And I think that gave you some leeway as well to make changes because you talked about originally you were taking on clients and now you've completely transitioned into something totally different. So what was that process like for you?
1: So what happened was because I wanted to create digital courses right from the get-go, but I realized, holy cow, I don't even know how to create a digital course on my own. I don't even know what goes into that. I had been marketing them, but not really working on the mechanics behind the scenes. So when I realized I didn't know what I thought I did, that's when I started to take more clients for social media. Mm -hmm. Two years in, I had like eight to 10 clients and no boundaries, said yes to everything, started resenting the clients I had. It was a mess. And around that time I thought, okay, I want to explore digital courses. And about a year in, I created my first digital course and it was how to use social media. That part was great, I was an expert there. How to use social media, this part wasn't so great. To launch a book. I had never launched a book before. (laughs) I'm not really sure why I thought I needed to teach that except there was a little desperation in me to figure out my niche or figure out where I belong. So I did that and I got a few client or a few customers for that first digital course and made a whopping $267. Now the course was $297, but when you back out the expenses, I literally didn't even make enough for one unit. So it was in my mind, a disaster. And what I teach my students now is when you choose your topic for a digital course, just make sure you've gotten results for yourself or for somebody else in that thing that you're teaching and you're golden. You don't need mm-hmm. years of experience or certifications or anything like that. But you do need to have gotten results in that area. And we all have a course in us. I think most people have a few digital courses in them that they can teach where they've gotten results. But I was grasping for something that really wasn't the right direction. So that was that was tough. And it got in my head like, what if I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur? What if I don't have what it takes? What if I have to grovel back for my job? And so all these fears came up. But then I thought, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna make it work. So I launched another digital course and that time I made a few thousand dollars and it was more in my wheelhouse. I thought, I can do this. Went on to launch another digital course and that's when things started to click. And when I realized, oh, I know what I'm doing now. So it took a while for me.
0: I love that. And I think so many times when people create a, we call them bold goals, they think that they have to have everything figured out. Like I need to be an expert. I have to have the plan from step one to 600. And I need to know all those steps before anybody will ever buy from me before I can achieve my goal. And that's, really not the case. I mean, nobody goes out with the entire plan. I mean, you should probably have a map before you head into the woods, but, you know, you don't need to know every step of the way. And I I love that your journey kind of took those turns and and allowed you to really explore what works for you until you hit your thing.
1: Oh, so true. When I teach people how to leave their nine-to-five job, I'll always say, if you're going to start your own online business you absolutely do not need a fully detailed business plan you don't know what you don't know and that is not necessary and you're right having some idea of okay i'm going to try this i'm going to go that route absolutely But if I said I need to have everything figured out before I left my nine to five job, I would still be working for Tony Robbins, no doubt in my mind, because you cannot figure this all out right from the get go. And so allowing yourself to experiment, try things, most importantly, Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to fail. It's so cliche, but so important. I recently interviewed Ashley Flowers, who is the creator of Um, a true crime podcast called Crime Junkie. And it's like the number one podcast all over. And she has 35 million downloads per month, which is just insane. And I asked her, uh, she used to be in pharmaceutical sales or or some kind of medical sales and different businesses. And then she started this podcast and then started a podcast network. And I said, How did you know how to do that? How did you know to start a podcast network when you had never podcast in your life? And she said, I didn't. I just went out (laughs) thinking, well, I'm going to figure this out. And if it doesn't work, I'll figure something else out. And when she said that, I thought I did not have that way of thinking when I first left. I was rigid. It had to work. And when it didn't, I was really hard on myself. I wish I went out with, I want to figure this out. When it doesn't work, I'll figure something else out. I'm just going to stay in the game. You could breathe a little bit more with allowing yourself to have some grace. I was so rigid. I white knuckled that whole thing in the beginning and that made it extra hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were to go back and do it all over again, other than being a little more loose on you know, your expectations of yeah. yourself, is there anything that you would do differently?
1: Ooh. What would I do differently? I think the first thing is, you know, I started that business in the beginning of taking clients for social media. One year in, I knew that it wasn't a good fit for my personality. I knew it's not where I really wanted to go with the business, but I was so fearful of making money and uh, failing that I kept with this business model that didn't serve me far too long. And I mentioned earlier, so I started to get resentful of the people that were hiring me and paying me, which is so unfair to them. And so I wish I had the courage, it's courage, not confidence when you do not have results yet. So I wish I had the courage to say, I'm going to change this business model. This is not serving me. And if I fall flat on my face, I'll get back up. It's okay. I don't have to worry about what everyone thinks of me. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I wish I had the courage to change direction sooner when I knew it wasn't a good fit for me. I just was so scared at every turn.
0: Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the money, the financial part was, you know, you were like, "Well, I'm going to keep doing this, but sometimes you get stuck in that loop where, okay, this is paying the bills, but it's not allowing me to really do my dream."
1: Yes, it's so true. And yeah. I love that you brought up the financial part of it because I was raised to be responsible with my money, to save, to to um show up like a, a an adult that's, you know, um checking all the boxes of what it looks like to be responsible. And that slowed me down because if I told myself, okay, I need to make enough to pay the bills, obviously. And at that point I was married. So Hobie, my husband could have, was making some money to help us as well. I could have pulled back a little bit and figured out this digital course business I wanted to create and maybe take one less client. But I was so uh, scared and wanted to be responsible. I just kept taking the clients and then was more miserable and miserable. So chasing the money, will never mm-hmm. ever serve us and i learned that early on now i know better but i held on so tight to i need to make a certain amount of money cuz that felt responsible
0: yeah and i think it's also a sense of pride to you know when you're when right. you're when you have that job you know oh i got a promotion i got a raise you know you're you're moving up the ladder and so starting the business is the same thing i know i had that when i first started as well especially when i came around to pricing my course mm. it was you know oh well if i price it this way i'll make this much money and it, it really had to i had to do it the right way so that i was able to get 250 students to yes. come into my course and all that stuff so money it does things to our minds it, and tricks it really us does. it plays yep. tricks for yep. sure <laughs> um so i would be remiss if i did not ask you this because i am obsessed With working less. Like, uh, my whole premise is that you do not have to work 24 hours a day to be successful in my career. I was the one who walked into the office and said, at 40 hours, you're out of here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And people were shocked. And so so I just love that you left in search of freedom and the ability to have more time with your family. And now you've built a company. Where everybody has a four-day work week and you took a month off sabbatical. <laughs> was it more than a month? A month? Five off
1: s- weeks.
0: Five yes. weeks sabbatical. <laughs> so how did you accomplish this? And how did you build this into your business so that you could do this for your team?
1: One of the things that I love that we're talking about this because you're right. I left robins to have more freedom and then i got into my own business and started working 24 7 like i definitely was in that hustle mentality for years and when i came up for air i thought wait a second like this is everything that i don't want in terms of working my life away and i would have many issues with my husband who he Always is family first, quality time first. And he's like, What are you doing? I don't even see you anymore. And my marriage is my life. And so I thought, Oh my gosh, I need to fix this. So over the years, I played around with what it would look like. And then over the last few years, I finally got it right. And that is, like you said, I have a four day work week with my entire team. Monday through Thursday, we work eight hours. We take Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, unless we're in a launch. So I like to be transparent about that. If you ever see me working on a Friday, it's because <laughs> of that. But the reason it was so important is because i needed to walk the talk i couldn't talk about the fact that i wanted more freedom but then i'm still working my life away so i wanted to be in integrity but also i realized if i work less if i step away from the job if i have an extra day off I come back even better and my why of why i built this business and what i do has dramatically changed from those early days today my why is that there is somebody in a cubicle or working a nine-to-five job that knows they're made for more but has no idea there's this whole other world out there waiting for them where they get to be their own boss and i have to get to them i have to find them so when i get up in the morning they are my mission and so I put a lot of effort and passion into that, but I can't do it if I don't take care of myself. So it really started with, I want the day off. I wanna take care of myself. I want extra time away. And then I realized, wait a second, my whole team needs that. And I've got a lot of parents on my team. I have a lot of women who are moms. And I think I know what it's like to not be able to be home when your kid gets home from school, or I know what it's like to be at a baseball game. This happened to me when my son was little. And uh, he was at practice and I had my laptop on my lap and I thought, well, he's practicing. I worked away. At the end, I went and got him and I'm like, great job, Cade. And he's like, you didn't even watch me. You were working the whole time. I was like devastated. I couldn't even believe, I didn't even think he was watching. And so those moments, I thought I need to change that for me and my team members. So a four-day work week was life-changing. Scariest thing I've ever done, but life-changing.
0: Yeah. And what have you found? Is your team accomplishing more? Are you accomplishing more? How has this changed your business?
1: So what I have found at first, I thought, holy cow, what if our revenue goes down? Like, what am I going to do? So I told everyone, this is an experiment. I'm allowed to take it back. If I see that we're declining as a business. And in the beginning, we did it around a time where, um, Uh, people were coming back out of COVID and things were looking different in the business. And we did see a, a, a decline in revenue. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am doing the wrong thing. But then I have a good friend that said, if the um, four day work week doesn't work, go down to three, because it's not the amount of time you're spending in your job, it's the efficiency and how people are showing up. And I'm like, ooh, good point. So I didn't go down to three, but I kept the four day work week and we put some systems in place. We, we did less meetings so people had more time to get their work done. Um, the people that were struggling to get it done in four, we paid extra attention to them and helped them navigate what was not working and we really took this seriously and we got right back up and hitting all our goals, profit goals, revenue goals. And the most important thing is that what I have seen is people are happier in my business. They love working with me because they have that freedom. I feel as though I have a specific edge in my business because when I look for new people, I get to say, you work four days and all these other benefits that we put into place. So. I think it has absolutely helped the culture of the business going to four day work week,
0: yeah, I love that. I think that one of the things that I've learned over time and in, in managing large teams is that if you give them a month to accomplish something, it'll take a month, maybe a yes. couple of days more. If you I mean, with with realistic expectations, but if you put in what it really should take to get it done, people become more focused. They come to work and they get their work done. and, You know, they'll they'll take up the space that they're allotted. And many of the times that I've worked with top performers and companies, what I've found is that they were extremely focused. They had goals for the day and they crushed them. And that's how they were able to do it. And and the others were kind of goofing off or they didn't have enough to do. And so they waited till the end of the day and then they didn't get it finished. And then they're still there at 10 o'clock at night because they didn't start at nine in the morning.
1: Absolutely. Yes, yeah. This is very very common. So that was one thing that we had to say like if you only have 4 days, how are you going to show up differently? How are you going to work differently? And I will tell you something interesting with a 4-day work week. We encourage our team to do their appointments, their doctor's appointments, their errands, all of that Friday, Saturday or Sunday. So it's when you work a four day work week, going to a dentist on a Wednesday mm-hmm. usually doesn't work because you're not going to get the work done. If you have to keep stopping, it's pretty intense for four days, but I talk to my team about this all the time. We wouldn't trade it for the world, but you do need to work more efficiently mm-hmm. and then allow yourself Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to get the stuff done in your life. So of course people have to Monday through Thursday, if there's daycare issues or whatever, they've got to stop, but you do have to be way more intentional.
0: Yeah. All right. What advice would you give to somebody who's, who's sitting in their cube, like you mentioned, and they're thinking about, you know, oh, I need to leave or I could do something on my own. What advice would you give to them today, given what you've been through and what you've built?
1: First, I would say, allow yourself to dream, allow yourself to think like so differently than what everybody else is doing at your job right now. You're gonna be different. You're gonna be that trailblazer. So allow yourself to dream big and think what else would I want to do? And let's say that you have uh, an idea to maybe to create a side hustle. Side hustles are a great way to ease out of your nine-to-five job. Start a side hustle, get things going there, and that side hustle could eventually, if you want it to, become your full-time thing. So what I would say is, let's say you think about all the areas where you've gotten results in your life, where you've done really well, whether it be in your personal life, where you figured out how to go from fully... unhealthy and tired all the time to running a marathon in three months what if you did something like that and people are like how did you do that tell me more that's a digital course if you're really good at meal prepping it has nothing to do with your nine to five job but you're meal prepping you've got it down other people want to know how you do that so think of all areas of your life what are you good at what do you love to do what do people ask you about all the time you have a course in you i have no doubt and dabbling with a course as a side hustle opens up so many opportunities where you're going to start to think maybe there's a whole other world out there that i want to explore so i love the idea of a side hustle i love the idea of starting with a digital course
0: i love it and you do have a boot camp coming up and tell us a little bit about that and i'll drop the link for that in the show notes as well
1: okay cool it's called course Confident. It's the cheapest thing I offer, it's 47 bucks. And I'm going to walk you through, through live training, how to choose your course topic. There's a formula I use to kind of pull it out of you so you can get really excited that you're on the right track. So we're gonna choose your course topic based on my formula. Then we're gonna choose what type of course you might wanna create. There's three different types of course, a starter course, a spotlight course, and a signature course. I'll walk you through, give you tons of examples. And then once you choose your type, we're gonna talk about pricing because doing a little course math to see what's possible is very exciting. And then we're gonna talk about growing an audience. If you're going to start putting yourself out there, we've gotta find your audience and start growing that audience while you kind of ease into creating courses. So we're gonna get into that as well. If you've ever thought about doing something different, thought about a side hustle, you want to explore digital courses, this bootcamp is literally the most perfect place to start. So that's why I'm doing it.
0: You are good at crushing goals and getting better at crushing everything that gets in the way. But what else are you good at? As a course creator myself, I've seen dozens and dozens of my peers create digital courses teaching what they're good at, whether it's a professional hack, a life hack they've mastered, or a hobby they want to share with the world. And if you've ever considered making a side hustle out of a passion project or taking your side hustle full time, or maybe just adding a stream of revenue to your own business, a digital course could be the ticket. So I'd love to invite you to join me and Amy Porterfield inside her brand new and live bootcamp course Confident. Inside this bootcamp, my favorite girl will help you lay the foundations of your own profitable digital course from choosing your digital course topic, how much to charge, what content to put in there, finding the right audience. And this live experience consists of five live training days and plenty of flexible implementation time designed to work around your busy schedule so you can start building out your course without throwing a wrench in what you already have going on. And did I mention that I'll be there inside this community helping to answer your questions and cheer you on along the way? A digital course has truly changed my life and my business, and it would be an absolute honor if I could play even a small role in helping you accomplish the same. So if you're down to join the bootcamp, visit the show notes and click my very special link to sign up before August 29th. And this live experience is only $49. Are you kidding me? My jaw literally dropped. When she told me that that's a steal so get in there and let's start building your dream digital course i love it so if you're listening to this and you're sitting in a cube Thinking about something that you could teach, boot camp would be a great way to jump in, get your feet wet, yes. and get started. I know I went through a challenge. It was a little different at that time. And here I am years later with 50 students, a podcast, all these things. And I'm thinking about this particular guy in one office that I worked at who he was an Excel like guru. And he was basically teaching mini courses in his office because he would watch people like do these Excel manual things and typing things in. He'd say, come in and teach me. But anything really could be a a course where anything you're teaching somebody at work could become your next thing. And I love that. Oh,
1: yes. I love that you brought that up. One of my students, he was really good at a project management tool, similar like a software. Mm -hmm. And he said, everyone kept asking me how I do it. So I ended up creating a digital course, but he said, I had no idea that I could create a digital course based on someone else's software and teach people how to use it and make money. And my students do this all day long. You don't need to create a course based on your legacy or like Mm -hmm. everything you know. It doesn't need to be earth shattering. I have people teaching courses on everything you can think of. There's a course out there where they've made money on it. So don't overthink this. You already have a course in you.
0: I love it. All right. So finally, we're all about setting and crushing bold goals. So what's your next bold goal?
1: Ooh, my next bold goal is to get my book out into the world. It comes out February 21st, which feels like a lifetime from now, but it will be here quickly. And it's called Two Weeks Notice. So I'm focused on getting that out into the world, telling more people about it, and hopefully changing lives.
0: Oh, I love it. And all right, Amy, thank you so much for sharing your journey, your vulnerability around your journey, and just the path you took to find more freedom and help more people. I think it's so inspiring. And if you are sitting here thinking, but Amy has all these followers and everything figured out. Remember, she started sitting in a, in a meeting, taking notes yes. and then driving off in her car to Here Comes the Sun. So <laughs> you're looking at her chapter 40 when Absolutely. you haven't even started your book. So thank you so much for being on today. I know that uh, many of the listeners will find great value in this.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: And I appreciate you and everything you've taught me as well. So thank you.
1: Thank you, friend.
0: All right, Bold Goal Crushers. Remember, you can crush your goals and everything that gets in the way without working double time. So get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 4805305368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.